Hello world, this is Sebastian Starr, and this is a corrections episode from previous episodes of the All Anal Podcast. Now, after reviewing some of my previous episodes, I found that I've made several mistakes in my analysis, and I figured I'd take this time now to make some corrections to those mistakes. First thing I want to talk about is the Black Parade analysis. So I originally analyzed the album as being a contribution to the battered and beaten and rejected and neglected, which in many ways and in many cases, this is very much true. But after re-examining the episode and then re-listening to the album after the fact, I've come to the sad and dramatic realization that this album isn't in fact dedicated to the oppressed and neglected, but rather a metaphor for a funeral. So for example, in the song itself, The Black Parade, when he's speaking, um, his dialogue in the very beginning of the song, the infamous intro that every MCR fan knows and loves severely. I made the analysis that the metaphor to join the Black Parade would be, symbolizes the army of the oppressed, the rebellious and the neglected and mistreated and unwanted, which it can be interpreted in that sense, which I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. But after doing some re-examining, I, I came to the conclusion that this is actually a metaphor for the funeral party that follows after the death of a loved one. So the entire Black Parade concept is the all-Black affair that you see at a funeral. So when he says to join the Black Parade, I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the Black Parade. He's referring to the family and friends of the loved ones who have come and have witnessed his death and are now mourning together as a unit, as an army, as a family who marches through the streets with their caskets and leads the fallen to their final resting place. I came to this realization after reevaluating the song Cancer. I made a very personal connection with the song myself, um, having dealing with the death of a loved one this past year to cancer, ironically. And thinking about that song a bit more, and then thinking of the entire album as a whole, I came to this realization like, oh shit, this song isn't about rebellious and repressed individuals, but rather the mourning party of a family that is dealing with the loss of a loved one. So, I mean, you can still take the interpretation as either or, but thinking back on it, I think that that's a much more accurate representation of what this album means metaphorically rather than the original analysis that I came up with. The second thing, and this is a very sly, slick thing that kind of goes overlooked. In my Evolution of R&B episode with my cousins, Kayla and Chelsea, uh, we were speaking on our favorite boy band, B5, and we were commenting on how we felt that Carnell, who is the second youngest of the group, is actually not related to them in a immediate family sense. They were under the impression that he may have been a distant cousin or something like that, just because he didn't look anything like the other boys in the band. And I was convinced that, no, he, he's, he's their brother. He just takes more after their mother because I've seen pictures of both their mother and their father, thanks to social media. And if you were to see these two individuals, you could see where the strong family resemblance comes from. And this has been, you know, years and years of obsession and research over these five young gentlemen. And I feel like I'm the only one who's still kind of 
took that obsession to the next level. But then, as, as fate would have it, a couple of weeks after I had posted that episode was Mother's Day. And I, I follow all five of the individuals on social media, Instagram and Twitter. And Carnell actually posted on his Twitter, special happy Mother's Day to my biological mother. And then he even showed childhood photos and pictures of the two of them together. And I said, well, shit. So... <laughs> So the actual fact is Carnell from B5 is not biologically the brothers of the other four members. I believe he is a distant cousin, family relative who under unforeseen circumstances got to live with the boys and they formed B5 together in their youth and What's the word that I'm looking for? And, you know, kind of use that as their stepping stone to be where they're at today. Still very much part of the family. Still so much love between all five of them. There is no... If I wouldn't have seen it on Twitter myself, I never would have guessed it. So that just kind of confirmed that whole little thing. So... Uh, and, it, and it was actually quite coincidental that it happened up that way. Also, I did an analysis of the After Hours era by The weekend, and I mixed up two of the video analysis in that episode. So the blinding lights video, I was under the impression. So the blinding lights video, I was under the impression was the after hours music video, which the after hours music video isn't exactly a music video. I mean, there's music in it, but it just, it more so ties into the plot or storyline of the era. Cause you know, there's this character who starts off one way and then ends a completely different way. And throughout the entire After Hours era, you see this character becoming more and more injured, becoming more and more psychotic, losing more and more of themselves mentally, which then begins to deteriorate on their bodies physically, which then begins to subject his world into chaos emotionally. So my original analysis from that episode, I put the After Hours music video description under the Blinding Lights music video description. So Blinding Lights is actually the sequel to the Heartless video where he's running out of the casino when he throws up after looking that toad. That's the end of the Heartless video. The Blinding Lights video starts with his face completely busted up. He's bleeding, he's laughing maliciously, and it kind of cuts into the scene of him wandering the Vegas streets in a bustle of confusion and distortion. Um, and then there's flashbacks of how he got that, how he got to that point. So he, you know, leaves the casino, he gets in his car, he starts driving around, he ends up in this nightclub where this beautiful woman is serenading him in song. He's still out of his mind, like he's still out of it, like high or drunk or whatever the case may be. Uh, and then he gets jumped by a bunch of the guys who work in the club because I guess he got a little too close to the girl and they didn't like that. They busted up his face. He dips out, drives away again, and he's back onto the Vegas Strip. Now, the After Hours music video is the one where he's being like dragged and pulled and tossed around and slapped all over. And, you know, there's this, this ghost or energy or entity that's kind of controlling him. And, you know, he's completely lost control of his life and his is physical form. And then the end of that video immediately picks up into the In Your Eyes music video. So at the end of the After Hours music video, he's in the elevator. The two people get on. You have the dark-skinned woman with the blonde hair and her boyfriend who's like this thugged-out white guy or some shit like that. And that immediately ends the After Hours video. And then it immediately picks up 
in the In Your Eyes video where the where the guy in the elevator gets killed and then the girl was like running through Vegas in panic, like help me, help me. Like that very cliche horror movie droll is what the In Your Eyes video consists of. But I got those two videos confused. And I didn't want the the EXO fan base to come at me like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And then in the Weekend versus Future episode, which is really a snippet, uh, toward the end of that episode, I had mentioned that No Good at Goodbyes, or Goodbyes, rather, by Post Malone and Young Thug was not on his Hollywood is Bleeding album. It actually turns out that it is on his Hollywood is Bleeding album. And that's just because I didn't pay attention to that song too much, mainly because I don't really care for Young Thug too much as a musician. I don't know much about him as a person to make that kind of judgment call, but just based off of that alone... I kind of skipped over that song, but going back to listen to the album again, which I did get my brother to hear a couple of songs from that album. He wasn't really feeling it too much, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, that song is, in fact, on the Hollywood is Bleeding's album, uh, and I'm pretty sure there's other things that I need to correct as far as my previous episodes go, but for right now, those are the corrections that I want to make clear before we move on into the next season. So I want to thank you for your patience. And just remember, I am human just like you are human. We all make mistakes. I'm just willing to address those mistakes, clear them up, clear the air, and move forward as professional as possible. So I want to thank you for your patience and your time. And I look forward to seeing you for season four. And until next time, I'll speak to you later.